0: Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host, Mark Gunnels. I don't have enough time to try to think of a new, a new intro. I'll come up with that for next season. But for this season, what we have here, and if you Google it, it will confirm with fireworks all over the display page, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics 4-2 to in the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, man. Ring number four for that trio. Well, I guess... Iggy has four rings, too, now.
0: Yeah, I was about so, to say, it's a quad. I
1: mean, but he didn't play, really, this year. So, I kind of don't even think about him when I think about the core. But, nonetheless, ring number four, what, four in six years? Eight years. Eight four years? Eight years. Yeah, four and six tries. I know they've been to the finals six times. Obviously, lost to the Cavs and then the Raptors that one year, and everybody got hurt. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not too surprised. I had it going seven, so it was a little quicker than I expected. But, I mean... Kind of the same story, you know, with Boston. A Jekyll and Hyde team, man. Like, if they're rolling, they're rolling. They're not rolling. They're not. There's no middle ground with this team, man. They started out looking good. You're probably thinking, oh, we're going to have a game seven on Father's Day. They wrote, what, 14 to two to start the game? I did. I was like, oh, okay. This is looking like the Warriors kind of came out lethargic a little bit. And now they're like, okay, we got a game seven in our back pocket at home. So we lose this game. You obviously, you don't want to lose this game, but we got game seven at home. But hey, the end of that quarter, I think they were leading after the first, right?
0: <laughs> I've, I'm not going to hold you. When I was watching, obviously, watching the game, I'm sitting there and said, okay, Boston jumps out to, I mean, you know, huge lead. Tatum's posing for three, scores 12 to two. Sal hit his Celtics first to 10, which I was dead wrong on. Uh, Because, uh, you know, it seems as if like the team that had won the game before. Normally started out the next game pretty good, and it, but not the case. Celtics came out on fire, and when I saw just the rest of the game kind of felt like it ebbed and flowed through the first quarter until I looked at the score with like a minute left, I was like, wait, the Warriors are going to win this quarter. I was just thinking about how many people had to be sick if they bet the Celtics' first quarter.
1: A lot of people that I know were on Boston first quarter too. It was a very popular play. And Boston first half. And neither one obviously hit. <laughs> uh,
0: Boston for nothing hit. I mean, and you know, I guess we can get into that right now. We'll talk about the Warriors on the backside of it. But talking hitting for absolutely nothing. Do you know who you know who came out kind of good this, this postseason on the Celtics? Jalen Brown. Because Jason Tatum is taking the lion's share of the blame, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a good bit, but he led the team in points, led the team in rebounds, led the team in assists, led the team in, like, in pretty much every statistical category that mattered. And he's getting slandered right now, and he's getting killed because he had a pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty bad. I'll put it like this. If the Celtics somehow had won, this series, the MVP conversation would have been madness because it should have been Jason Tatum, but do you go back and look at the way that he played oh, and you couldn't have deserved it. It would
1: have clearly been Jalen Brown without question. But
0: I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying? The way the playoff narrative had gone, oh, yeah, it would have been it like, yeah. it should have been Jason Tatum oh, yeah, yeah, to win the finals yeah. MVP. But then if you look at the actual games, mm-hmm. you know, and it would have been Jalen Brown, but then even you look at Jalen Brown, I mean, we talked about it on this podcast. Four. is the man two dribbles or more the risk goes up exponentially he's like a same lane parlay as soon as you add one or two or three more legs to the to the parlay your chances become that harder that you're going to be successful Jalen Brown right hand dribble left hand dribble between the legs crossover that's a four-teamer right there <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think every time he dribbles more than twice, he gives Boston Celtics fans a heart attack, and they are never at ease. And even Jason Tatum, for that matter. I mean, he, what, broke the record for most turnovers in a postseason? I mean, that's crazy to me.
0: I think that that, that is not – I don't think – I think that's a cherry-picked stat. I think it's not – I Why do you say that? Because, okay, obviously, uh, you don't want to have turnovers. That goes without saying. But when you look at the other guys on that list, I think it's much more of an example of, of of somebody's usage rate and how much they have the ball in their hands and how much they're playing and how much their team is depending on them to be the primary facilitator than it is an indictment of play. With that being said, some of his turnovers were inexcusable and also some of his turnovers were were a direct result of why the Warriors won this series. But I think that hanging that as a negative on him, like the guy who did it before was LeBron when he beat the Warriors, right? I think, to me, Jason Tatum having the most turnovers in the postseason is an indictment on Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart was supposed to be your point guard. Yeah, but he's never been a true point guard. I hear what you're saying. But that's the, look. That's the job you got right now. You see what I'm saying? That's the job you got right now. Not this, We ain't talking about the job you used to have. You got This, this is the job you got right now. And he didn't get the job done.
1: Yeah, but I think bigger picture is an indictment on the roster construction because nobody looks at Marcus Smart as a floor general. He's a great defender. He can make an occasional threes. And there is at times where he has playmaking ability, but he's not your floor general like, let's say, obviously, like a Chris Paul or a Ricky Rubio or Ray John Rondo. He's not of that elk
0: of a a point guard. So then what the Celtics need. They need a point guard, a real point guard. And we say they need a real point guard. I feel like it's a little hard to ship the defensive player of the year just to the abyss, even though. I'm not even saying that. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Hold I'm not. I'm not saying you should either. Okay. Because I, I, I just got upset again. Because I, I, don't know if this happens to you when you're watching a game. Like I, I was on, I was on the Celtics, but I had picked the Warriors to win the finals. Like I didn't truly care about the outcome of this game. But like things happen in a game that just make me mad. Right? Like, just make me mad. I was like, why aren't you trying as hard as you should be trying? Like that. Like yeah. that's a thing that happens for me sitting yeah. on the couch.
1: Yeah.
0: Marcus Smart. This finals, you're the defensive player of the year. You're flopping all around, left, right, and center, and the, to me, the number one, most biggest indictment on Marcus Smart as a flopper. There's three minutes left in the game. You're down 13. You flop on a Klay Thompson trying to take a charge. Boom, all of a sudden, it's a 16-point game, and everybody's going home. You come down to hit two threes, you're right back in this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're right, and and, and, and we've seen how many different swings like you're right. This is the this is for the season, bro. Get off the floor. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's who he's been since college. I mean, at Oklahoma State, I followed him very closely, obviously in the Big 12 with me being a KU guy. So, and ironically, he was there the same year that Andrew Wiggins was there. They're both there at the same time in the Big 12 having some battles. But wow. yeah, he's always been that guy. <laughs> like it is who he is. So I can't even say that It's unexpected or I'm surprised or I'm like, I have to say, Marcus Smart, you have to stop flopping because you're going to keep saying that until the cows go home because that's just who he is, man. No, take well, the good with the bad. That's so, who Marcus Smart is.
0: And so, where But I got distracted. And I know you said it's a time and a place no, for it. I distracted myself, yes. But th- thank you. It's a time and a place. Like, I get that Draymond Green is going to scream yeah. and yell and throw his arms up in the air. But let's keep that. Flex. Let's keep that in the second quarter, okay? <laughs> Do we need you to get a technical foul in a one-point game in the fourth? No. Like, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, we got to know what's going on. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. But the thing that the Celtics need, that's what I'm saying. I got distracted. I distracted my own self. I got so mad about Marcus Smart flopping all over the place. He's a supposed defensive player of the damn year. But uh, they need, they need a, a, a someone who can facilitate. And I think that in the NBA, we sit there. It's interesting that the Celtics talk has been, they need a point guard, need a point guard, need a point guard. And I know you just said that. I'm not trying to poke fun at you. It's obviously a, a narrative all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, Steph is a point guard in position, but Draymond's a facilitator on the team. Right, like, like do you do you, do you know when we say Denver needs a point guard? Do you know? Uh, so, I, I, so all I say is they need what 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 Celtics need is somebody who can unlock Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's the answer, right? And so, however, however that looks, yeah, because I think that, but I, and, and 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 more often than not, it's probably going to be, you know, a point guard in that way. But I would, if I'm the Celtics, I would think I would try to look. Like, maybe I could find somebody in that Horford spot that's a more of a playmaker than, I mean, like if you flip Bam and Al Horford, I, wonder, I just wonder if you just were to flip those two guys, how much better the Celtics would be.
1: Yeah, I just feel like those guys are more of a, a outliers. Like the guys that you mentioned, like a Jokic and Draymond Green, there's not many of those guys in the league. So yeah, like you said, ideally it would be more of an actual point guard Per se, but I mean, I was looking at the free agent list uh, before we got in here, and it's not too attractive. I mean, you got ga- you got names like Ricky Rubio. Uh, I don't know if Rondo's officially retired, but he was on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in a little bit of trouble uh, too. Yeah, and, um, John Wall. I mean, maybe you could throw a flyer at him if he's out there on the open market. I wonder if
0: John Wall gets sick of being thrown around at everybody's last ditch effort. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, at this point, he can't be too picky. I mean, the guy hasn't played in what three years it feels like.
0: Well, and he wants to play now, so it kind of kind of sucks. You know? Yeah. It's kind of not great. But I, I just want you know, I was just curious like how John Wall feels about being Oh, like, just
1: that guy just just thrown around like yeah, a like doll.
0: Like he instantly went from John Wall to John Wall's contract. And the only person really who's able to who's been able to kind of fight off John Wall. Uh, being known as their contract after they signed that big late deal was Chris Paul.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I was wondering where you were going there. Yeah, that's really
0: it though. It's yeah. like yeah, Russell Westbrook. Now he's Russell Westbrook's contract. Yeah, it's just, he's just a contract now.
1: He's not. He's not a human anymore. We just care about his number. His contract. <laughs> he's just a. Bu- <laughs> it is crazy. I know how like you're big into like these guys are human. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like- these guys are human. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like at a certain point. Like, I, I say you need to play better, but I'm not about to say you need to make less money. I'm not the one that said, yo, I, I didn't agree yeah. to the contract. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, damn, bro.
1: But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where Boston goes this offseason. I mean, I don't think they need to panic. No. people. I see people still saying they need to break up Tatum and Brown. I mean, wow, I thought we were past that. I saw that take out there on the Twitter land this morning. I
0: mean, no, I'm just joking. Oh, I <laughs> no. thought you were going to go there. No, but I, I would say, though, I just don't think that the idea of breaking up Tatum and Brown is some – like, I don't think that blows up your – I think you have a star in Jason Tatum and a good player in Jalen Brown. And I think that if you – I don't think trading Jalen Brown is not – doesn't – if the Celtics trade Jalen Brown and get some pieces back, I don't think it's the end of the world. But I am not personally – Going to, I I wouldn't want to trade my I I drafted both those guys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm the Celtics, like those are those are Celtics through and through. We've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've made the playoffs how many times? Jason Tatum is 24 and have how many postseason games? was like he's like we're competing. Like I, I think we have a good like we have a good thing going yeah. <laughs> right now. So
1: would you entertain the thought of trading Marcus Smart?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're all All, in on that Well, it's just like all of the things that I said about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are also true of Marcus Smart. What, plus two or three years, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that if you could upgrade from that position, I think that you should try to, but I don't know how much better you can get. Yeah, and the
1: thing about Marcus Smart, he's one of those players kind of like a Draymond Green where, like, his value resides being on the Boston Celtics. But how much value do we actually get from him in a trade market? Because on another team, is he really Marcus Smart? Or does his value just reside because he's playing on that Boston Celtics team?
0: I think so. I think everybody – I think every team can use what a 6-4 guard who can defend.
1: Well, would you say the same thing for Draymond Green? Because I think people would say he's only Draymond Green because he's in that system.
0: See, okay. Here's And this is uh, – I was talking about this yesterday watching the game. We are watching Steph and he was saying that Steph is a system player, right? And I'm like, okay, I hear your logic, right? But if you're, it's kind of this, I have this problem with football all the time, especially with defensive coordinators. Like uh, it's, it's just some crazy safety will be available or some big linebacker will be available. And like, why Why is it picking him up? Or, 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 or rather, why did they get cut? Oh, they got cut because the new defensive coordinator, he it doesn't want to run game. this. He doesn't fit his scheme, and it's like, well, you know, if uh, you know, if twenty nine year old Tyron Matthew doesn't fit your scheme, maybe your scheme is wrong, <laughs> right? Like maybe you're like, like I've seen this guy be a productive NFL player for yeah. so long. Like, so I think what the what the argument is for Draymond, if if you put him on any team now, or I should say any team now, because now is a little bit, but if you put him on any team, like in in his prime. And I think that he would have been a successful NBA player. However, the, uh, the idea that he got an opportunity in the first place is because he was in Golden State.
1: 100%. 100%. I but mean, once he
0: got his opportunity in Golden State mm-hmm. and showed the league what he could do, had he moved on, say, after the Harrison Barnes championship, he would have still remained to be a productive NBA player because the team moving forward, for him would have seen what he can do and would have been moving for him for that reason, right? It's not like, like – like it reminds me of uh, like Ben Wallace, for example. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace didn't catch on in the NBA for a second because, like, he was in the Celt- uh, uh, the Celtics shot and tried him out as shooting guard because he's six seven. That's crazy I think Right? About. But it's like they tried him out as shooting guard, he's seven. Yeah. The Pistons said, no, we want you to play in the post. Uh, you know, we want you to defend, rebound, so on and so forth. You think that Ben Wallace couldn't have done that in any team on the NBA? You know what I'm saying? Or, or several different teams in the NBA? Like, of course he could have. Yeah. But it's like he ain't playing shooting guard for no damn body. Yeah. Right. So if they, if you, so if you trade for a 20 year old Draymond Green, and you're expecting him to, you know, hit 38 percent from three, and you know, and you know, be an offensive weapon. Yeah. You're gonna bench him. Like you're gonna, you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, we need more output from this instead of like. And you probably would never let this guy bring the ball up the court. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. Like a team like, let's just say
1: Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, they have Trey Young, you know, mm-hmm. Baby Steph, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of shooters are surrounding him. Like that would be a team that he could work with. Because they, they're kind of building their team kind of like a mini Warriors in a way. At least they're trying to.
0: Or like, for example, if, if rookie Draymond was on the Mavericks right now, I don't know what he could do for you, mm-hmm. but I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what he could do for you. Yeah, like he'd be a yeah. good, a good defender. You know what I'm saying? Be, but like, is he a good enough defender to make up for the fact that no one is guarding him in the corner, and now there's an extra person in the paint for Luca? Yeah, because luka has got the ball. Mm-hmm. So, but like, but if you, if the Mavericks were to make some type of, like they wouldn't, but they wouldn't make the move for him because they know that Draymond's going to need the ball to be productive. Mm-hmm. Like. Right. But, like, the Chicago Bulls, for example, right, they they have been running people in and out of their point guard position, draft Kobe White, a trade for Lonzo, trying to get it to work. Right, right. I think they could see a guy like Draymond Green in his prime and be like, like, if you took him prime now and said, okay, well, okay, cool. We'll put you as the guy who's going to be the guy setting up the rows into setting up Zach Levine. And Now we got something cooking. Yeah. So I think about it like that, but, like, he would have never got the opportunity at the first time because it's like they would have had. No, we already have a rookie point guard trying yeah. to get Io DeSumo to work.
1: Right, right, right. Now, that's a good point. That's a good point. In the Warriors, they gave the blueprint of how to work a guy like that in the system, right? But with them, obviously, things is heightened to another level just because of the level of shooters that they do have. Obviously, with Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if Clay is that level of shooter anymore. No, Clay's but, Okay, but look. Oh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just struggling. With,
0: with, with, with the Clay thing, it's he, like Lil Wayne. He struggled. Well, yeah. it's like Lil Wayne. But
1: nobody cares, though, no more.
0: Lil Wayne was one of the greatest rappers of all time. And then he just became an average rapper. But everybody said he was whack because he wasn't the greatest anymore. Mm-hmm. But if Lil Wayne had just retired at 27. Right, or, or it's called thirty. Tired at thirty-four, and then came back out as Lil Reese and with a new face and new. You know what I'm saying? Everybody been like, "Oh, this little, this little, this new Reese is all right." You yeah. know, this is all right. This is cool. But when you up putting him up against the greatest shooter of all time or the top ten, the, the best shooting backcourt ever. It's like, no, this is supposed to be the greatest. Where are your punchlines, man? Come on, flow chicken to the third floor of hospitals. What happened? And you know what's funny?
1: I, I like that analogy too, because here's the thing with Clay. Clay can have four terrible games in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Wayne can have four terrible projects. Right. We'll still listen, but nobody would really care because his legacy is already submitted. But if he comes out. Out of nowhere with a great project or a great song, it's like, oh, he still has it. He still has it. Nobody even cared about the previous four bad games that Clay had. If he jumps 30 tomorrow, oh, he's still Clay.
0: Hey, I, he's I still like, Clay. I, I, I <laughs> got people texting me talking about, oh man, you know, because you th- I, I like, obviously, I like the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was talking to me about, uh, oh man, what about game six Clay? What about game six Clay? What about game six Clay? And I was like, bro, I'm not, I'm not, game six Clay to me. <laughs> Feels like, like Russell art, Westbrook triple double. Like when Russell Westbrook was getting triple doubles, th- the whole conversation was he's, ah, oh, triple double, Russell, triple double. I'm like, how much does it matter in terms of him getting triple doubles if his team is in the five seed, bro? Like, this is an average basketball team. Yeah. What he's doing is incredible. He can't be the MVP because his team is in the five seed. Look at what we've started. <laughs> Look at what we started so many <laughs> years ago. Anyway. <laughs> before
1: we move, pivot about Clay for a second, and I just find this so fascinating because about the game six thing. I don't want to sound like a hater, but I'm actually glad he had a bad game six. No, that's what I was about I'm to say. I'm so well, relieved I don't, he had no, a bad I don't, game I don't,
0: I don't know if it's that Clay Thompson has good games and they happen to be in game like
1: six. Like, does, does or, he literally, is he in the locker room
0: like, oh, it's game six now. I have to play good today. <laughs> like, See, that's what I was saying. That's what I was talking about with Rush. It's like, I don't know if this triple-double means that they won. Like I don't know if this triple double directly results in, the, in in the thunder winning or losing like maybe if he got one less rebound, they would have won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like may, like I, I like I, I don't know may, I'm not a basketball genius, but I'm just saying hypothetically speaking like is, is that a potential possibility That's what I'm saying. I think the potential possibility also with Clay is he has good playoff games, some of them are in game six.
1: yeah yeah I'm just glad he. We can maybe put that to rest for now because he was terrible. He shot five for 20 last night. But who cares? He's a champion.
0: He is. He is. And he was uh, He's. – they've had an interesting um, uh, kind of uh, – uh, what is it? Post-game celebratory tour. Before we get into that, let's take a quick break. All right, Mark, what was your favorite uh, post-game quote from the Warriors?
1: Uh, I think you already know where I'm going with this. I'm sure you saw the video of Andrew Wiggins and your boy Jordan Poole.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: <laughs> we about to get that back. No, you about to get that back. No, you about to get that back. No, we about to get that back. I loved it. What a very wholesome moment by the two of the young guys on the Warriors.
0: And you know what? There's been a lot of talk about the Warriors like, and their salary cap and the luxury tax.
1: And it's ironic it was those two because like people are saying – can they keep both of them long term?
0: Those are the ones, right. But here's the thing if you have, like, I think that the Warriors should be applauded for what they're doing, though. Like, if you're paying, like, yeah, if there's no rule to say you can't have this talent and I are you, are you gotta pay a fine for this. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you know, ta- are you taking a shot at Brian Windhorst right now? No, I'm not taking a shot, I'm not <laughs> I'm taking a shot, shot at the, anybody. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, – I, I think that you know, people piling on him was a bit much because I don't think it's a negative thing. I don't think yeah. it's a negative thing to say yeah. we're going to compensate our guys because they win and they have results. Yeah. And, like, we like basically what the Warriors did was they kept on paying. To say, they, they just bet on themselves saying that, all right, look, We've had incredible, incredible, incredibly bad injury luck, right? Yeah. We, if we if if we didn't get hurt, like you said a minute ago, if they didn't get hurt against the Raptors, that's one more finals we would have had. Mm-hmm. They they the way that they look at it, this should have been our entire decade. Yeah. So no, I'm not. Yeah, run it, run it up.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I mean, what Bob Myers have done is just—it's incredible, man. I mean. You know, I got to go back to my Andrew Wiggins agenda for a second. You know, when that trade happened, I remember very vividly, people were saying, what are the Warriors doing? I mean, what are they doing? Because people love D'Angelo Russell. And at the time, the narrative for Wiggins is he's a bust. He doesn't care. He's he does not going to try hard. I think
0: his I contract think, think is the worst think, contract think, in the NBA. I feel like you're skipping over a part because I think that first happened was when they got D'Angelo Russell. People had a moment of, like, I, I was over, like, what are they doing? That doesn't feel right.
1: Oh, yeah, because him and Curry as your yeah, backcourt. Like,
0: that doesn't feel right. That's a so terrible then, defensive I backcourt. I think you got to look at, like, people liked him as a player, but to so the fit in Golden State was like, this just feels super weird. And then on the heels of that, they made the Andrew Wiggins trade. So it looks kind of like.
1: And they got a pick, which turned into Kaminga.
0: But but I'm saying it looked, like, it looked like Bob Myers back-to-back. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like with the, when he got to Andrew Wiggins, I was just, I didn't want to like, because I that was my, I was like, oh, this dude, this dude's lost his fastball.
1: Yeah, that
0: was my thing. He's lost his fastball. Yeah. He got lucky. He, he got lucky and drafted three Hall of Famers, four Hall of, you know what I'm saying? And then Andre Iguodala came along for the ride.
1: Yeah, but I don't know why people didn't see it at the time that it was a good fit because if you look at how the words have been constructed, first they had the Harrison Barnes in that position, they won a title with him, then obviously KD. And I think Wiggins is somewhere in the middle. He's better than Harrison Barnes, but he's obviously not as good as Kevin Durant. So when you look at it that way, I don't know why people didn't think it was going to work.
0: I think if people thought well, – again, this goes down to uh, what we were just talking about with Draymond. Like, if Wiggins was drafted by the Warriors, he would have always been, like, in that third, fourth uh, option where, okay, like – but. Uh, third fourth option, especially third fourth option, with the guy who has the ability to take his guy one on one when it's there, right? As opposed to being the number one option because you can take your guy one on one when it's there, and now everybody's trying. Like, like I tell you, you know who would have had a great finals if you played for the Warriors, Jason Tatum. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like oh, if you yeah. flip Tatum and Wiggins, oh yeah, I'm just saying like, I don't, and that's no shot at Wiggins. Yeah, of course. but if you flip Tatum and Wiggins, and he's not the primary ball handler, rebounder, d- assist guy, yeah, and, and he can just go out and spot up a few times, take some guys to the room, be six eight and defend. I think you know it's way different, you yeah, know, hundred percent. So I think that's where it comes in with Wiggins. Is like guys were like, well, he's not going to be the number one guy, but you know, I was thinking of you when I saw him. Uh, I was thinking of you when I saw him uh, on his post game uh, when it, when Lisa Salters essentially interviewed the starting five. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she goes, Andrew, what, what, what's different? She goes, you know, I wanted to win. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here it goes. Here it goes.
1: <laughs> what you mean, here it goes? What here, does that I, mean?
0: Somewhere, Mark Gunnels is smiling because Andrew <laughs> Wiggins said he did start to try once he got the goal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we talk about his defense, Holt Tatum, though? I know we're talking about Tatum, but there's a reason why he looked that way. I mean, Wiggins had that man in the jail cell. I mean, when a guy is blocking your shot in your face multiple times and now you're traveling because you don't know what to do when he's in front of you, can we say that Wiggins was in Tatum's head Uh, a little bit?
0: So, (laughs) again, as somebody who was not super invested in this outcome of the game, I almost got so fed up with Tatum traveled like that because I was like, "How is he in your head so deep?" <laughs> I was legitimately, I was yelling at him. I was this. like, "He got the yips at this point." I was like, "I was like, how is he in your head this deep?" He was like, "Bro, you stepping out of bounds. You traveling." I'm like, "Damn, bro, you really like you really are in here in hell." <laughs> like you really are in here in a bad spot. Because I'm thinking like, damn, like, because I'm, I'm still in the back of my head, I'm thinking like Father's Day, Game 7, Conspiracy Theory, Martin's in full, in full gear, right? I was like, you know, I'm sure that there's – I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop.
1: Shout out to Juneteenth as well.
0: There you go. Right? All of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And you know what the other shoe dropped? And then the other shoe dropped. And the other shoe dropped for Jason to Travel. <laughs>
1: A lot of shoes dropped. Well, Not the way that you, you know wanted what? it to. And no
0: basketballs in between. Yeah, man. But no, Wiggins, and then I think you also have to like, to talk about his defense in this series is, is something. But you can't talk about his defense in this series without talking about how, because the key, the real key in my opinion, was him locking down Luka and making mm-hmm. Luka's life a living hell. Yeah. that's where this, That's where the Warriors won the title. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: That's fair. That's fair to say. I mean, Luka shot his worst percentage in any series in that round, and it's not a coincidence. And Wiggins was picking him up 94 feet. That's I don't what not you remember.
0: Uh, like, he was picking him up full court. He like, was dogging him. Consistently. It was, and so, it was, you know, it, <laughs> so, like, I think really that's where the Warriors, like, I think that Celtics Mavericks would have probably been a Celtics title. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And, but I think that the Mavericks – Probably if if Andrew Wiggins turns his ankle and misses two games, the Mavericks win that series.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was the best player in that series. I I think he should have won the Western Conference MVP. I know Steph won it, but, I mean, he averaged, I think, 18 points or something like that in a series. But then the defense, he played on Luka, and then he put Luka in a body bag. He put Luka, that was the dunk of the playoffs, right? It had to be, right? Considering the – I know you like the stars. He dunked on a star. He
0: did. He dunked on Luka
1: not. on the road in Dallas. That's
0: what I was about to say. Uh,
1: I don't think there was a dunk better in the playoffs than that one. You have to really think hard to find one better than that
0: he one. He might have had a better one.
1: Well, he had one against Memphis
0: too, but I think Look, the one against – I'll talk about in the finals.
1: Which one in the finals?
0: When, well, maybe it was just important for me because it put him over 25 points.
1: Oh, no, nah, but that was, that was just a regular dunk. Nah, right? but it was.
0: It, yeah. it, I mean, he didn't dunk on somebody. Yeah. But it was emphatic. It yeah, was, it was. It was it a was. very much. Yeah. That dunk, It was a dunk worth more than two points.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I wouldn't call that. That wasn't better than a Luka dunk, though. Not, not at all.
0: No. So the Warriors, I don't. So I guess you have to go now to the next season. The Warriors are the favorites. As they should be. Along with the Nets. And the Celtics are up there as well. The Lakers are the 12th best favorite. Pretty much should be accurate for the Lakers. That sounds about right. I'll tell you, th- th- there seems to be no quit in Steph right now. Like, he looks great. <laughs> like He looks like he's 27. I
1: think he's the best conditioned athlete in the NBA. I think he can make an argument for that. Considering how much he runs around, considering the attention that he demands defensively, which will put a lot of wear and tear on your body, and he's not the biggest guy in the world.
0: Do you know who seem to wear down? Do you know the only player that he reminds me of? And I don't know if you were even clocking it like this to pay to to remember, but when JJ Reddick's senior year at Duke, that's mm-hmm. the only player that reminds me of who was like, for, everybody's looking at him. Mm-hmm. He's running around all over the place and by that point JJ had a little handle to him too so he could, was, when he came in his freshman year it was just a jump shot yeah, yeah. that was it yeah right and then by, but by his senior year he had a little bit of handle to him that's why you know that's why he stayed so long yeah but yeah he, he had a handle he could hand, he could get to the rim right he could get he could he could cross you up he could get he could get going that's the only other guy that I could think of that I have seen run. With that level of just – I mean, playing basketball, he's, he runs like a soccer player.
1: Yeah, and I'll go a little further back, too. I have fond memories of Reggie Miller as well. I, th- I think – yeah, Even
0: to... Reggie Miller didn't run like this, though. I like, mean,
1: not to that extent, but I think he was still one of those guys that you got to mention. I mean,
0: for at the time. You yeah, know what I'm saying, for, his, the time. for his time. But for his I, era. Like, I, I, without, I'm not about – I don't know the second spectrum tracking data, but <laughs> Steph has to take the most just – steps, right? Oh, like, yeah. like, like, okay. his Apple Watch hits 10,000 steps by, the, like, six minutes into the first quarter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the difference is, like you mentioned, with J.J., I mean, he had a little bit of a handle, but it still wasn't nothing to write nah, home Steph,
0: about. Steph got
1: But he also has the handle as well. So he's not just running off his screens. He's having the ball in his hands. So, yeah, that's why I say I think he's the best conditioned athlete in the NBA, all things considered.
0: Without without having you know a list in front of me, I you know I have I have no major cons- major arguments. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean I, I'm not, not going to give you a top ten list of the best condition. How would I even do that? <laughs>
0: hey, bro. If there's anything I've learned in the last five six years, you can debate just about anything. <laughs> but there is no debate. The NBA season is now over, and so
1: got the NBA draft next week. That's what's in the NBA season. I know, I know. But well, you know how people say the NFL season never stops. It's
0: 365. But the NBA but know, season. the NBA is not like that. Yeah, the NBA season yeah, definitely does. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and so does the Lemon Pepper Parlay Basketball Edition. I'm Mark sad, Gunnels, man. it's been a blast. Wow. I'm going to
1: shed a tear right now, man.
0: Do you and Steph Curry.